What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard, the former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, Mama me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Mamma Mia. I'm not going to sing that, though. Oh, you could have just... No, I, I, I always get nervous. Sing it for us. No. I actually don't know how it goes. I, I've only ever seen, I don't oh, think I've ever yeah. seen Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I've only seen like clips. Oh, we should watch it sometime. Yeah. Why did this come to your mind? Because you said Mamma me and I thought Mamma Oh, sorry. Oh, see. That was actually a... um. The things they start. Don't even realize it. <laughs> sorry yeah, that was um i watched the original not original but the german version of the musical with my mom that was really cool Aww. uh i think it was around cr- one christmas or new year's and we just just her and i we just yeah. went together and that's it was really really nice yeah so um schön dass ihr da seid willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of tinworth come on in this is the 27th episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will continue our reread with the first two chapters of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Worst Birthday and Dobby's Warning. Before we fire up today's discussion, we will start with a bit of with a bit of the latest cottage ketchup. Ketchup. Ketchup? Do you have some ketchup? Uh, do we have any um um uh, thing? Let's produce some ketchup here real quick. Yeah, go ahead and cut those tomatoes and mash them up <laughs> with your feet while you're at it. <laughs> Get after it. Uh, what? I mean, not, I'm not trying to think. It's Sunday, and our brain always uh, shuts down on Sunday. So. 
<laughs> we don't even remember what we did yesterday. Oh, well, we do remember what we did yesterday. It was such, yeah, such a good experience. We've actually recorded a few things out of order, so you will be hearing in the future some special guests, actually. So that's what we've been doing, I guess. Yeah. In terms of Cottage Ketchup, a lot, this whole past week we've been mm-hmm. uh, recording extra first, episodes. Yeah. We had our first snow yesterday. That was beautiful. There we go. First snow. And that's not, not the first snow this year, but this school year. First snow ever. First snow ever. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't stick. But Yeah. Yeah. But it was great, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so beautiful. It was perfect to just snuggle up and have a warm cup of tea or coffee. Yeah, we went on a long walk, too. We went and got mm-hmm. some uh, food from our favorite breakfast place. Oh, yeah. You know, one Shout of our favorite. Shout out to the station. Yeah. So we that's cool. We dad. Yeah, yeah. We next, need to. Next weekend. But otherwise, how are you doing, sweetie? Are you, are you feeling good? Are you... I'm great. I'm feeling good. There's been a relaxful weekend, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I've got so we've got like a couple more weeks until Thanksgiving Turkey Day until some uh, we get a little break, break a rooski, and then after that we come back and I've got like three weeks of school and then Christmas break. That's how we do it here in the United States of America. All right. Oh my gosh. We hit you with Halloween, yeah. then Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. Oh, and you thought we were done? Happy New Year. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so. It's awesome. <laughs> we really, I just thought about something. What, what, what's that? Wait, what'd you... We should do like a one week of, like, you know, the week of Thanksgiving, we should do like a turkey challenge. Oh, okay. You know, like with our, we should like do something turkey challenge and post one workout every day to, you know, work for our Work turkey. for the turkey? I'm down. Yeah. I'm down for that and because we definitely need to. Our listeners and, and, and followers on Instagram are going to hold us accountable. And if you want to join in, let's go. Even if it's just a 20-minute workout every day, let's yeah. do a turkey challenge. Let's do it. Let's come up with a cool name for that. So, yeah. The Tri-Wizard Turkey Challenge. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> How about that? But there's more than three wizards invited, so... Okay. Yeah, we'll, f- we'll think of something. We'll post it on our Instagram. Make sure you follow Floor and Bill. Hey, if you have any ideas, any cool ideas, let us know. Yeah. Any yeah. cool workout routines? Any cool workouts that you want to share with us? A challenge of some kind. Yeah, yes. something. something. We need a challenge. I feel like I'm challenged enough, you know. What if somebody was like, you guys have to work out twice a day, morning and night? <laughs> I'd do it. Okay, let's... I did that when I was on the swim team. We had swim practice before Well, let's after go. School. What are we doing? <laughs> We should do it. I know. The, you want to go swimming in a lake? Uh, in the cold? Maybe in a pool. They say it's good for indoor. you. Indoor. <laughs> okay, okay. I know, but you have to kind of ease into it, like train to, to train your body so it can handle the cold. What if a zombie apocalypse happened and we had to, to get out there and swim across the lake to survive? I jump in and hope I, I don't die from a heart attack. Okay. Anyway, all right. Well, there we go. Um, we conjured up some, some ketchup. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, actually. So yeah, okay. <laughs> Spontaneous ketchup uh, making. <laughs> I say cooking, but you don't cook ketchup. Oh, you, yes, you do. I, think I you don't have, to, have a clue. Do you have to cook tomatoes to produce ketchup? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. You you used like p- tomato concentrate or something. You have to cook that. Anyways, let's dive right into the two trivia questions. We could call it turkey trivia. <laughs> Okay, that's no, that's a dumb name. <laughs> Ez is looking <laughs> no, at I'm me like I don't like, know what's going on. I, oh my I, gosh, just cut to the point. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> that's exactly what he. <laughs> you said it. I, I just. Okay, get, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, who killed Dobby? Who kills Dobby? <laughs> Bellatrix. Okay, that's easy. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's actually my question. But here's the better, better second question. What name does Buckbeak get after being saved from execution? Wither wings. Oh, what? You, you cheater. Cheater. What are you, you talking really, about? You really knew that from the... Yes. Oh, my goodness. I have to... Wait, wait, no, 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 no. We can't end it like this. We cannot end Oh, like why? This. Because I got them right? We the, have a bonus the, question. Ding, the, ding, ding, ding. The, whenever I get two, two, two right now, you get, you're good, you get the tough one now. Okay. During his first visit with Tom Riddle, what does Dumbledore have Tom take out of his wardrobe at the orphanage? Uh, uh items he stole, right? From people. You're too good. Right? Yes. Well, it's a, yeah. So it says a box of stuff he stole from other children. That's exactly what I said. So he does, it doesn't say what the box contains. The answer yeah. on here. Yeah. I don't remember. What do you, do you remember what the box contains? Nope. Uh, nope. Me neither. Yeah, we'll have to go check. Just little things, little mementos, little tokens. So. Okay. Next yeah. time will be harder. Promise. Okay. But you're actually pretty excited that's over. Hey. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay, let's learn something about magical creatures in our weekly magi zoology lesson. What? You rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. This week, we will get ready for the chapter in the burrow, and therefore, we want to talk about the gnome. The mom classification, I always think it's neat that it's called mom, because it's M-O-M, Ma uh, Ministry of Magic. Its classification hmm. is XX, which means harmless or maybe domesticated, which I'm wondering, like, they're not, I mean, as we see in the next <laughs> chapter, they're not as harmless. They have sharp teeth and they bite Harry, but again, wizards might not think that be super harmful since they're not venomous and like little bites and scratches like that is probably pretty easy to cure with your wand. All right, <clears throat> the entry in the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them book. The gnome is a common garden pest found throughout Northern Europe and North America. It may reach a foot in height with a disproportionately large head and hard bony feet. The gnome can be expelled from the garden by swinging it in circles until dizzy and then dropping it over the garden wall. Alternatively, a jarve may be used, though many wizards nowadays find this method of gnome control too brutal. See, that is nice. That <laughs> they at least just uh, hurt them a little bit instead of like getting rid of them through a jarve who probably eats them, I would think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And interesting, the gnome even talks a little bit, even though they're not um, they're not very intelligent. We learned that. They are capable of human speech a little bit. I wonder if they do have any magical powers. It doesn't really say, but it's the funniest thing when you, in the computer games, when you had to get rid of them, you just make them dizzy and confused and that's how they, and then they retreat. That's all. Yeah. And I think that's still still okay. And they're just funny creatures. And I love the c comparison to, to a big potato. They just look like a big potato. And I wonder though, like it never really says what they exactly do in your garden. Do they steal your food, you think? Well, or they're like, like, like a pest. I mean, like groundhogs, for example. I think of them in farmers' um, fields or, or in, in their garden or whatever. And they just dig and sort of burrow holes and they can kind mm -hmm. of you know, destroy your crops ac accidentally and they probably, probably do eat some of them as well. Um, and so that's, they're kind of more like a pest, right? That just yeah. needs to be uh, removed. And yeah, like a, like a, um, what are the little fellows here? And sometimes they get into the garden. Um, uh, they ground? have like stripes. 
in their face. Raccoons? Raccoons. Okay, raccoons, yeah. And they're they're a pest because they go through your trash and and sometimes they end up in your car or something like that, right? Because it's warm in there and weird stuff like that. And you some I, I know we had one uh, a couple weeks ago and your dad, he he just builds like a little trap and then when they're trapped in there, he mm-hmm. just drives them somewhere where there's no houses relocates around them, yeah. <laughs> relocates them in the i don't know foresty area which is very nice well or if it's like a groundhog for example mm-hmm. digging under the foundation of your mm-hmm. house oh which, yeah that's not good yeah that's sort of what happened uh, around here and so then it was like okay we're cool with holes just not right yeah. here like <laughs> yeah, they just, right. this is our house sorry <laughs> uh just over there in the field it's fine yeah you know uh, there was actually a nice little shed over there that you could dig underneath there and we were totally cool with yeah that. Just the house was kind of right, you know, <laughs> and it's funny because uh, I know this is not in this chapter, but the Barrow chapter. But I remember Harry uh, just looks out the window one night and he just sees the the tra- I was gonna say trolls, <laughs> um, the gnomes. He mm-hmm. just sees them sneak back into the garden. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't stay very confused for a long time. But right. it's also fu- sorry. I know this is again not this chapter, but it's also very funny when they say. Yeah, they're not the smartest because whenever they know that the denoming is going on, they come out and want to oh, see yeah, they just, it. And they walk out. What's, what's going, going on? on? They just forget what happened last time. It is hilarious. Yeah. So, all right, would you want to? Yeah, that's kind of a tricky question. Not tricky, but like a pretty pretty easy to answer. Would you want to have one or befriend one? I wouldn't mind seeing them out in the wild. You know, <laughs> out doing their own thing. Um, but I feel like if I plant a garden, you know, I, I want my I want my crops. And yeah. I, I don't know. If they want to, you know, negotiate some trade. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you need some, True. like, gnome saliva is, is good in potions and spells. So maybe you negotiate a trade for a carrot or two. And You totally made that up, didn't you? I think that's real. I think oh, they're really? actually, yeah, I think gnome saliva is, I'll check it out here real quick. Gnome saliva uh, in Harry Potter. But anyways, yeah, I'm I, eh, not so sure that I would want yeah, okay. I I just thought it was interesting that it said they may be domesticated. What do, what would you domesticate them for? Uh you oh know, really? Like yeah, I wonder if there's some people who I mean there is people who have. Here we go. Yeah. Famous gnome saliva is uh, uh. it's very beneficial. Luna, right? Uh, mm-hmm. My love, if you should uh, feel any, let's see, is it perhaps you could urge. Wait, let's see, perhaps an urge to sing opera uh, or to declaim. What is he talking about here? This is Zeno. Get out of here. Xenophilia is He's going crazy. Yeah. What is he talking about? He's just talking about gnome saliva being beneficial. That's all. Sorry. Oh, that is crazy that you remember that. I had no idea. Yeah, according to him, uh, gnome saliva was enormously beneficial and a gift by the gnomes as he believed that people bitten by them could have the feeling of, you know, talents that, that are sprouting up in them. So it's almost like it was some magical thing. Now, maybe that was just him making something up for hmm. his daughter, but who knows? Um, she, she was prone to those gnome pricks <laughs> on her finger. So I wonder, that is cool that you rem- remember that. Uh, I wonder if gnomes sometimes sneak over to muggle gardens and yards and they destroy Aunt Petunia's grass. Oh, what? and that she thinks that they're moles or, or other muggle well, maybe pests. That's what, yeah, maybe that's what they are. Maybe maybe we're all kind of we have uh, <laughs> a, you, know, you see those mole holes out there, yeah. and it's actually and gnomes digging hole. Yep. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> anyway, so let's go. As every I think almost every book starts with the Dursleys. We're back at Privet Drive, and we have 
the worst birthday of her life. Yeah. As Harry. Seems like that happens. It's a recurring theme throughout the series. I mean, yeah, it's the problem that his birthday is always during the break. And he he get, never gets to celebrate his birthday with his actual friends. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's and terrible. they're not even writing to him, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Okay. Um, Do you want me to read this? I can read chapter one and chapter okay. two. Is this both chapters? Yes. Okay. Here we go. So the worst birthday and Dobby's warning. Harry Potter is probably one of the only kids who dreads the summer holiday for a good reason. For a few weeks every year, he has to go back to a muggle town called Little Whinging and live with his aunt, uncle, and cousin who all treat him like a dog that had rolled in something smelly. While the Dursleys ignore Harry's birthday completely this year and instead prepare for Vernon's upcoming business dinner with the Masons, Harry has to deal with a furious Hedwig who is not allowed to be out of her cage. He also can't get any homework done because Uncle Vernon locked all the school stuff away and on top of that, Harry's best friends, Ron and Hermione, have not sent him a single letter so far. Harry feels hungry, isolated, and depressed. When the dinner party is about to start, the Dursleys hush Harry upstairs, and he is instructed to remain quiet and pretend he doesn't exist. Harry does as he is told, but when he enters his room, a strange creature is already waiting on his bed. Dobby the house elf came to warn Harry not to go back to Hogwarts. Something extremely dangerous and even life-threatening supposedly awaits him there. Dobby has heard about a plot to make terrible things happen at the school. Harry is perplexed, but politely explains to the elf that he cannot stay here and that Hogwarts is his home. Dobby is so concerned about Harry's safety that he sees no other way than getting the young wizard in so much trouble that he would be denied to go back to school. The next moment, Dobby is already downstairs hovering Aunt Petunia's dessert through the air and finally drops the entire cake on Mrs. Mason's head. And there goes the Dursley's vacation home in Majorca, as well as Harry's human right to move around freely outside of his bedroom. It is indeed the worst birthday ever. At least, Harry found out that his friends didn't abandon him at all, but that Dobby stopped their letters from coming in. Yet life at Privet Drive has reached an all-time low. With a rumbling stomach, Harry falls into an uneasy sleep. After a while, however, he opens his eyes back up. He can see bright moonlight shining through the window, as well as his best friend's eyes goggling through the bars. Ron has come for Harry's rescue. Is that both chapters? Yes. Wow. Yep. Kind of feels like one chapter. I know. That's why we we wanted to combine them, because the first one is more like a recap of who's Harry, who are the Dursleys, what's Hogwarts, who are his friends. You know, we get a little overview what happened not really what happened in detail in the first book but who are we looking at here who, who's the main character and who are his friends who don't seem to write to him and again how terrible the dursleys treat harry mm-hmm. and um i pointed this out in um our chapter three when Mr. Dursley, Vernon Dursley, uh, Ron and his brothers try to rescue Harry, and they don't wake Dursley up with yeah. all the stuff that's going on upstairs with uh, <laughs> removing the bars, getting the trunk out of the cupboard under the stairs. It's all fine. Dursley's just coughing a little bit and has an uneasy sleep. But when Hedwig mm-hmm. is making noises, when that owl is screeching again, Dursley is awake in a matter of seconds and we get that in the first couple of words of this chapter the worst birthday not for the first time had broke an argument had broken out over a breakfast at number four privet drive mr vernon dursley had been woken in the early hours of the morning by a loud hooting noise from his nephew harry's room this It's the third time this week, he warned across the table. If you can't control that owl, it'll have to go. 
Harry tried yet again to explain. She's bored, he said. She used to, she's used to flying around outside. If I could just let her out at night, do you think I'm stupid? Okay. So. <laughs> Is that how he sounds? <laughs> no, I'm sure he sounds different. I kind of think he does. <laughs> I think he gets a little high pitch in there. And he's a little <laughs> upset. And he gets really upset. Vernon yeah. goes high pitch. But it's terrible how Hedwig is a little, you know, symbolizes Harry's capture uh, or, um, well, how do you call it? His, not capture, but how he's, he's, um, he's, um, help me out. I, I don't know Cooped up and, and okay. just locked in there. Yeah. They won't let he's him out in. really. Yes. I mean, they, they, they kind of will, but... They hate to talk about Harry to to the neighbors. They just kind of accept him that he's around, but not more than that. And Vernon completely ignores the needs of that bird. Because mm-hmm. I used to have a pet bird and you have to let them out. Even though they can't fly like outside because, you know, they would just fly away. You just let them fly inside the house. Yeah. And make sure all the windows are shut. No one's opening the door so they can't get out. But they still have the ability to fly around and spread their wings and fly. And a big bird like Hedwig we see in the movie, if that's actually her cage, she can't even spread out her wings. It's so small. Like it actually, it's like, imagine you're standing up and you have like a a box mm-hmm. or a tube around you. I don't know, like a, not even a couple of inches space mm-hmm. in between. So you can't even stretch out your arms. That's how Hedwig feels for weeks. Yeah, it's terrible. So I feel for her. Like, <sighs> Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's not good. And that's why, you know, she's, she's making all the noises she's making. She wants out. And right. Harry even says that. So, um, yeah, if really, I mean, and what's it matter if he writes to his, to his friends or not? You know, why, yeah. why does Vernon care that yeah. much? It's kind of ridiculous. Well, maybe he doesn't want the owl so, sort of swooping in and out and them looking kind of odd because an owl keeps coming out of this boy's window. Yeah. That might be the case. But, like, you know, arrange something for it to, you know, fly out of the backyard at, you know, yeah. walk it outside instead of letting it out the window. Things could have been done. Vernon could have handled this differently, but he doesn't. No. And so there's that. The other big thing is that the um, Harry Potter's birthday for them last year was so bad. It was the worst experience they had ever had in their lives True. that for them, they don't even want to acknowledge and yeah. they don't want to even even think about it. Dudley's the only one who's sneaking around thinking, I know what day it is. Mm-hmm. It's your birthday. Yeah, and he rubs it in. Yeah, so, uh, but that's okay because Harry equally rubs in the fact that if you're going to say something like that, you need to use the (laughs) magic word. Or if you want something passed across the table, you need to use the magic word as well. He used the M word. Yeah, he used the M word. We all have from time to time, but um, it's more acceptable in some houses than others. (laughs) And it's not acceptable in in Vernon Dursley's house. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, for sure. So, anyways, he's up there, you know supposed to be up there making no noise is this whole thing so we have the the big setup here is that this is a really important day and mm-hmm. and, and harry thinks for a hot second well wait are they going to acknowledge it <laughs> no uh this is this is the masons the masons are coming over and they do a great job actually i think the book to movie comparison mm-hmm. here is, is pretty spot pretty on. good yeah yeah true so uh you know you get more conversation with dobby and everything but 
But anyways, there's this, you know, we're, we're setting the scene here, Mr. Mason's showing up, and then everyone has their role. Everyone is going to act mm-hmm. as normal as possible. There's no way you can even make Harry, I mean, what they should have done was send him to Mrs. Fig. I know, right? There's just Why didn't no they do that? reason he should even be allowed to be near this. This is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of mistakes, I think, Uncle Vernon is yeah. learning here, like, you know. I mean, it's, it's if it's this important, my goodness, like let him go to the park or, or something. But he was so mad mm-hmm. about last year and just the fact that this that he's been dealing with this for a whole year. And I feel like he's taking out all of his frustrations or or whatever on um, on Harry. And maybe he does think that this 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 uh, vacation home that he was going to get mm-hmm. in where where is he going to be at in Mallorca? That's May- a pretty um, famous or popular island that. Especially Germans and British people. That's a vacation spot where they go to. It's in Spain. Spanish island. And you can meet, like, I I think they did a documentary. And you can go down the roads and you can hear, even though it's in Spain, you can hear so many people speaking German. Really? Or English. Because there's so many British and German people, you know people going there on wow, their vacation i like that it looks cool we should go it's there pretty sometime. yeah i've been, been, been there with yeah with um, my grandparents they yeah. took me and my cousin um so yeah, i have a younger cousin and an older cousin and uh-huh. my older cousin got to go with my older brother together so they took them on a trip and then two years later they took my younger cousin and me on a trip to mallorca that's awesome yeah yeah it looks really cool so i think there's not many people that i know that have not been there Oh, really? Like, uh, yeah. It's like it's such a typical place to go. A big vacation spot. Almost like Florida for you guys, you know. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that that makes sense. Okay. Well, so anyways, I mean, you know, that's the... I wonder if he thought, hey, maybe Vernon was thinking, if we move out of the country, right, then then technically we're outside of Hogwarts. What, Harry? Would would he have gone... He would have had to switch schools. To a Spanish wizarding school? Maybe. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I would be crazy. I, I would Had somewhere. Dobby not showed up, yep. he would have never gone, gone back to Hogwarts, but he would have Vacation home, they would have messed up the whole thing. You know, it's it's wild. Maybe. But I think a vacation home means it's just your second summer house. Or right, something, I know, yeah. I know, so yeah. And they probably couldn't they get it They would not have moved there because, I mean, Vernon then, would have still worked with the drill right. company. So. Dudley would have had to move schools too. So. No. <coughs> Can't let that happen. Gesundheit. Whew. Um... But yeah, what do you think? I mean, we still see that Vernon is pretty successful at his job. And it's shocking because he loves, like, it seems like you have to be a little tyrant to make good numbers, good sales numbers. I don't know. Is that the message here? Because he seems to be pretty successful at what he does. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. they have a really nice house. They have a car. They're, they're living a good life. They can go on vacations. And they all do that on just his income. Because mm-hmm. Aunt Petunia is a stay-home wife, stay-home mom. Yeah, yeah. So he Drills. seems to be pretty good at what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely working in probably like, I mean, again, the construction building sector energy sector a little bit maybe so he's he's probably got a lot of money yeah you know that's crazy to think about maybe he was really saving up big time for them to, to have that mm. second i know vacation home he's, he's really looking at this deal being the one that that uh, propels him forward in his career it's what they're building bridges right um mason is like a i'm trying to find it um yeah i don't remember exactly what it was but um Excellent. yeah they're gonna 
He's, uh, <laughs> talking about the part he'd been talking about. Some rich builder and his wife were coming to dinner, and Uncle Vernon was hoping to get a huge order from him. Um, just rich builder. Mm -hmm. I th <laughs> yeah, just, what? Yeah. You know why, why I thought about bridges? Uh -uh. Because I think in the audiobook, I heard him say some bridge builder instead of rich builder. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're building bridges and they're buying drills. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess they're like, I don't know. There's probably some deals where they, when they have a deal with that company, they only use their drills to build. Yeah. Build it. I don't know. Yep. He's securing like the contract yeah. so that way uh, they, they place the orders. But yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's got all these jokes, you know, he's got, he's got the, I mean, some of them are ridiculous. <laughs> like you don't know what they are, but you can tell that the premise and what he's talking about is a little bit, they're rude, you know, it's a little bit I know, like rude are. humor. But, so it, who knows, but, but we again, learned that, humor sorry, itself could be kind of, yeah, we, we, we learned that, um, Vernon is a, I mean, he seems to be into golfing, you know, like, yeah, I, I cause we see, um, Petunia, when she talks to Mr. Mason, Vernon tells me, you know, she pretends here in this situation, Vernon tells me you're a wonderful golfer, Mr. Mason. Um, so I, that we assume that they have been mm -hmm. <laughs> golfing together or, right. and then the, the joke, I think it's a Japanese golfer joke that right. he, the joke that he can't end because of Harry's noise or, or the noise that Dob right. Dobby makes. Um, yeah. but basically yeah. in the first chapter, it's pretty, pretty short and pretty much like we just, again, are reminded how awful the Dursleys treat Harry. But can we, we also were reminded though about how brilliant Dudley is, right? Because he's going to, he, um, oh, yeah. when they go <laughs> the to Dudley. I mean What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> How about, we had to write an essay about our hero at school, <laughs> Mr. Mason, and I wrote about you, and Aunt Petunia goes to oh, tears. Oh my God, that was hilarious. Tears. But I mean, hey, I like he was really picking up on what his, what his father was putting down. He's like, we got to... <laughs> You know, we gotta talk these guys up. This is this means more toys. I mean, he was seeing the other side yeah. of that, which is like vacation home. All right, cool, but also more presents. Yeah, more video games. Yeah, new bike. He new knew what TV. was at stake. 
Spoil a little brat. (laughs) And you know what's interesting, too? So this whole bit about, like, where is Harry supposed to be found in Chapter 1? As you say, it's just a recap. This will maybe be one of our last points before we dive into the uh, Chapter 2. But Harry's supposed to be upstairs pretending that he doesn't doesn't exist. And that's the whole thing. They really want him to do that all the time, quite frankly. That would be, like, their dream. Yeah, for them, which is nuts and awful but mm. yeah <laughs> so again it every time we read a chapter about the dursleys i just so wonder how the, i think how their life could have improved by treating harry with love and you know seeing him as a second son mm-hmm. they i think like their their stress levels and 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 i mean being full of you know, being despiteful and hateful is stressful for your body and mind. Sorry, but it is. And yeah, yeah, they stress out about, oh, hopefully no one sees Harry and, and hopefully he doesn't make a noise and hopefully they don't find out he's weird. If I, th- it would be, I mean, their life would be so much easier if they just get along with Harry and, and love him. And if they just tell him, Hey, this is really, really important and we can't have you do anything that's weird or or funny because they will just be scared of it or don't Mm -hmm. understand it and if he was on good terms with them he would be like okay i'll just you know go like play outside with dudley play a little bit of baseball or yeah i don't know i just feel like their life would be so much easier too yeah they made they made a lot worse for sure um yeah, uh, one more thing I think is interesting, and this is just something probably more about me than it is this sort of little my connection to the text. Um, after Harry does like the whole thing with I mean, he sees the green eyes in the hedge, and we know that's going to be Dobby later on. Yeah. But Dudley, you know, is messing around. He says the magic word. <coughs> we got a little I'm dust <laughs> up in here in the cottage. Uh, anyway, we we do get this bit where he, you know, he's um, told to do a bunch of chores, and he's told mm-hmm. to kind of go and and. You know, clean. He said he had to clean the windows. He had to wash the car, mow the lawn, trim the flower bed, water the roses, repaint the garden bench. The sun was blazing overhead. And I'm thinking, like, that sounds like. In this is sounds terrible. I like being outside, and I like, (laughs) I like the idea of mowing the grass. So instantly, I was like, count me in. Yeah, but he doesn't know he has to do that before he gets his dinner. Like right, he has no right, food, right. no okay. food, and it's okay. hours of work. Wow, wait, wow, well, okay, wait, to, wait, to, wait to steal my thunder there. I, you know, I was. Uh, I mean, it's all a build up to the next chapter when we meet Dobby, who's also treated poorly, who has to do all that kind of stuff. He's a he's basically you know he's like a slave, mm-hmm. like a an an enslaved creature because he doesn't get paid for his work. Yeah, and he gets treated poorly. And we, the buildup is Harry knows exactly what that feels like. And that's why he treats him with kindness and compassion. And, hey, Dobby, sit down for a second. And Dobby's like, can't believe a wizard <laughs> is talking to him like that, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's all about, like, we see three creatures being so poorly treated in, this cha- in, in those two chapters. It's Hedwig, it's Harry, and it's Dobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they... I mean, had they all been treated with more kindness, you know, or more being given what they really need, like the world would be a better place. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I just yeah, no, I, it would be. I just feel bad for all of them at this moment, but um, yeah, we'll learn why Dobby came, and he had a good reason for that. 
Um, I just want to clear the air, though. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to say in a humorous way mm-hmm. that my weekend in the future that I, that I look forward to is oh, one where in which I wash the car, oh. <laughs> mow the lawn, maybe trim the hedges a little bit, <laughs> bounce around outside, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, hopefully I've been fed before that. Well, I was going to say, I'll bring all... you cold drinks. I'll okay. Bring, you know. See, that's the, it's all, this was forced. See, it's all, it's all about how you come at these chores and, true. and that kind of thing. Because to me, that's like, I'm looking forward to that. I want, you know, I want to tend the garden and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. So, but for a kid, you know, that's not, those are chores. No, those are chores. Yeah. But definitely, I love mowing the mowing the yard. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's that's basically it. There's uh, there's the whole you know where he runs upstairs and then yep. he turns around and then boom. He was going to be quiet. He was. He was. He wasn't planning on sabotaging his uncle here. But when he enters his room, a strange creature creature he's never seen. He's never met a house elf before, so he doesn't know what Dobby is. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he's probably not as surprised anymore because he is part of the wizarding world and he knows that he knows that there is things that really he didn't expect mm-hmm. that just come up all the time but he didn't he probably least expects it in, in the dursley's house which is the most unmagical house you could ever imagine right um but anyway he is surprised and dobby whatever dobby says he knows he's not supposed to do it. He can't technically do it without punishing himself. Because yeah. r- what he's doing here is he is not obeying his master, which is, who is Malfoy, mm-hmm. um, Lucius Malfoy and the Malfoys. Yep. Yep. Um, but something, and there's another parallel between Dobby and Harry. They both have been mistreated by their families so badly, and they could have turned out way worse True. But they're both good people or good creatures, good mm-hmm. spirits, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah. I wonder, though, where Dobby got that urge to say, I have to save this boy. You know, he's, yeah. he's never met him. Is it because Draco keeps talking about him? Probably, because that's for sure. We find that out in the next few chapters is that Draco's constantly going on oh about goodness, Harry yes. all the time. And, and basically his father's like, yeah, I've heard this a hundred times. <laughs> you know, okay, enough's enough. And so yeah. that's been brewing over the summer. Dobby's been hearing it all as well because, yeah. you know, his Draco comes back home and has this whole experience. Yeah. Uh, we, the, you know, Dobby knows, being a part of the wizarding world, that um, Harry Potter, the boy who yeah. lived, defeats... Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would even say too that he gives Dobby some hope, mm-hmm. you know, because Dobby seems to be again, like you said, a good, good spirit, and hears about all the plotting. Has probably heard about all the plotting, all the things that Lucius and his family has said. He had no choice, really, in in the yeah. family that he got to serve or that he is serving. So that's yeah. I wonder how he overheard the conversation about the plot, though. Who did Lucius talk to? About the diary and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, you good know? call. Yeah, I don't know. How did Dobby... Because he's heard about about the plot all summer. That's why he comes and warns Harry that there is something terrible going to happen at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I mean... The thing is, not only Harry, but the mud... Oh my gosh! I sorry, not the mudbloods. It's what they call them, the Muggleborns. Um, the Muggleborns are in way more danger at this moment than Harry, right? Yeah. 
I wonder why Dobby... I mean, yes, Harry is the chosen one and probably thought that the basilisk or whatever is in the monster of the chamber was going to go after Harry. Mm -hmm. But I think it would have been more important to warn to go to Dumbledore, maybe. (laughs) The the headmaster. True, he didn't really think that. And why didn't Harry think about that? Why didn't Harry think like, oh, maybe I shall tell Dumbledore that this happened well and then so you find it <laughs> right in it what was it um either the third or fourth chapter where they think it's a joke a prank yeah yeah that might be why because because maybe it's just like ron says oh you know malfoy he probably because they actually get it right yeah they think that it's malfoy who sent um yeah. dobby as a prank yeah and it's really not it, they, they are it's actually um dobby comes on his own but yeah. they're right about whose house who's, he belongs yes. to. Yeah. Which is crazy, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. But yeah, that definitely should have been reported. And there's a lot, there's actually a couple times in this book where Harry should go to Dumbledore <laughs> and he doesn't. So. Uh, a lot of times, yes. But yeah. Um, I just have one last one. Um, Dobby needs to have a seat. Harry says to him, take a seat. Mm-hmm. Never, sir. <laughs> never has a wizard asked Dobby to take a seat. You have a pretty good Dobby Was voice. Okay? Yes. Really. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And I also wonder, I remember when we read this, I turned to you and I asked, wow. Because Dobby says, uh, when Harry speaks about Dumbledore and, you know, well, he thinks that there's no chance of making horrible things happen at Hogwarts because Dumbledore's around, right? Mm-hmm. And Dobby bowed his head and says, Albus Dumbledore is the greatest headmaster Hogwarts has ever had. Dobby knows it, sir. Dobby has heard Dumbledore's power rival those of he must not who he who must not be named at the height of his strength. Mm-hmm. So again makes me wonder all that Dobby hears in his household is how awful Dumbledore is and how awful he is what awful kind of headmaster he is and that he should you know they definitely have a different idea of how a school should be run so how come that dobby knows all like knows more than that knows that dumbledore is actually a great man if he all he hears in his house is the opposite makes Mm -hmm. me wonder if dobby has other contacts or other true it, elves it, maybe from other houses that he couldn't talk to i wonder yeah it, it could also be this interpretation which i, I really like this a lot mm-hmm. which is if you are in an environment where you're hearing nothing but negative things about this person who's actually truly good mm-hmm. that really the truth um wins out and that even though you've been fed lies and you've been told the wrong thing yeah that could distort your your opinion of who this person is or or, or, or whatever um but since Dumbledore truly is the best headmaster and is the most powerful and is truly good, that shines through. So yeah. any like I mean, any exposure Dobby might have had to because he does go out into the world with them. Like he is, he goes, you know, Winky does that later on. Like they'll travel with their yeah. their masters, if you will, and they'll and they'll move around the Wizarding World. And and the paper is there. Dobby can pick up that paper down in the. Uh, like the Daily Prophet, and read through it. So it's exposed to different things. And it makes me think that as he reads and learns more uh, about Dumbledore, he's saying, you know, actually, he's really he is he's really good. The other thing, too, is that Dobby is so mistreated by the people, like these people, mm-hmm. that he might just take the opposite opinion. Right. 
of theirs. Yeah. Just to kind of be like, whoever they don't like, I like. Yeah, because, because they're pretty evil and mean to me. Yeah, their idea of how to treat people, I must say, but or, or creatures is pretty messed up. So yeah, probably and all of their ideas are a little messed up. Right, and just to be clear, I don't, I don't, I don't actually. The second opinion I gave there about Dobby, mm-hmm. just sort of wanting to do the opposite of, of his masters because they're evil and mean. He's actually smarter than that, though. I think Dobby mm-hmm. is very much uh, an intelligent house elf, and he he knows how to. He he can discern that Albus Dumbledore is legit. Do you think Jaja Binks is intelligent? He speaks. <laughs> he speaks. <laughs> well, I, to, yeah, d- he does. does Dobby remind you a little bit of Jaja Binks? Yeah, kind of a silly, you know, uh, like like um, created creature that that's meant to kind of yeah. Because I I I mean, I do think Dobby is intelligent, but the things he does to help sometimes make the matter worse. And isn't that what Sometimes happens to Jar Jar. Jar Jar, yeah, yeah, they're 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 trying to help, and and then they end yeah. up kind of um, st- like they have the best intentions, and they stumble around and don't always get there. Although Dobby's a way better version than than Jar Jar okay, Binks okay. because <laughs> Dobby actually has great powers. He and does. He's, oh man, he can. I mean, later on, like in this chapter, I think we we're all wondering whether we should like Dobby or not. Yeah, because he. But he, then later on, how, we learn about him and what he does and his sacrifice oh my goodness well because yeah. harry will say yeah hey don't try to save my life again appreciate you but don't ever try to save my life again and really yeah. it's a joke it, it, yeah it, thankfully dobby doesn't listen yeah true and he ends up saving harry's life but what later. do you what what do you think of uh this incident when he tries to save harry from going to school and uh, i think he really uh, thinks so first of all let's let's analyze what dobby mm-hmm. says he's very worried about people dying People were petrified, and they very well could have died. True. They're lucky that they saw it through a reflection yeah. in the basilisk. Every time. And yeah. Jenny almost does die, yeah. right, flat out. And that was meant that could have been Harry. And actually, if if uh, Fox doesn't show up or whatever, then, I mean, you know, and, and the True. sort of Gryffindor and, and the sorting hat and all that kind of stuff, Harry dies. Jenny dies. I mean, it's just like mm. he was right there. The trap's well laid. Yeah. And it's sort of, yeah. Dobby wanted to avoid all of that. So you can see he does know that this is a pretty serious threat and you can see how close Harry comes to almost dying. Mm -hmm. So, so would you be willing to sort of risk, like this is what he sees as the only way to, to handle it. Like you said, instead of making a trip to Harry Potter, he should have made a trip to Dumbledore. That's probably his biggest thing. Yeah. And because it's not just about Harry. And I think he must have heard, overheard that too, that it's about cleansing the school Mm -hmm. from Muggleborns. Yeah, that's what this was all about. I mean, ultimately, yeah. If, I, if we can attack Harry Potter, great. That would be awesome. But I, he's I, technically not a Muggleborn. I sense a a shortcoming, and we should put this in the doc, <laughs> which is: should Dobby have went to Dumbledore yeah. instead of Harry? Yeah, I think the answer is easy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So they have that. Um, this chapter is full of, though just the the big back and forth in terms of like him yeah. realizing how awesome and how honorable Harry Potter is, and that he's too great he's too good to lose right if harry potter goes back to hogwarts he will be in mortal danger yeah there's a plot he can't even say a most a most um to make most terrible things happen in hogwarts he whispers dobby has known it for months sir harry mm-hmm. potter must not put himself in peril he is too important sir i mean wow. so he really he really i mean he, what he does knows dobby know dobby knows things he knows things and and we get again he probably also knows what well, he says earlier. He has heard that 
he has heard, Dobby says this, that he's heard that Harry Potter faced he who must not be named yeah. once again and defeated him. Yeah. And he probably also knows that that's not the end of it. There's more to come, yeah. right? It's been talked about in, in Malfoy Manor. So, yeah. yeah. It's wild, like, how important Dobby is to the whole right. it, it's, story. It's actually really, when you come back as an adult and you analyze it and you, and you look at all these different things, mm-hmm. like, it is meant to be a silly, misunderstood kind of, who is this what is going on? Yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it's no so idea. crazy yeah. that you that you makes you kind of go, what? And this is wild. Who is? And it creates a mystery. Mm-hmm. Who is Dobby? Who sent Dobby? Yeah. Why? Um, what's going to happen? And then things start to happen. Oh, we got to think back to what yeah. Dobby said. You know? Did you believe? Because this whole book is a mystery about who's the heir, right? And we think, oh, could oh it be, yeah, could be. Could it be Draco? Could it be it actually Harry? Harry? Yeah, you th- so your first um, yeah. time you read it, you thought it was going to be Harry. Speaking in parcel tongue, I for mm-hmm. I for sure did. I thought, wow, yeah. you talking to snakes. Yep. It's you. That, that would have been an interesting plot if Harry was actually an heir. I mean, mm-hmm. technically, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think back because he, isn't he distantly related to, to the, the Peverells? Pe- but yeah. they're not related to Salazar Slytherin. But so, sure. I mean they said the old wizarding families are somehow all related. Mhm. Mhm. So it says Harry is very distantly related to uh Salazar Slytherin. He is. Uh but is not a descendant of him. Oh, there we go. Okay. As not Voldemort a direct descendant. Is yeah. descended from Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Um and the second Peveril brother, mm-hmm. while Harry is descended of the third Peveril brother. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Right. I mean, super interesting because yeah. that still makes, yeah, still he is related to mm-hmm. Slytherin and would have made him a candidate to, I wonder if, yes, he got his ability to speak parcel tongue through Voldemort, through, you know, the connection with Voldemort, but I mean, he could have inherited it on his, like, just on his own through, through his blood, through his mm-hmm. genes. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff too. If you go look at the founders and you look at all these different things and and who the descendants are from the founders and all that kind of stuff and how close was was Godric Gryffindor with uh, Salazar Slytherin and all those different things. The Gaunt family and how they were descended Mm -hmm. from Salazar Slytherin, which will come up in later books. Yes. But it's neat. It's neat to kind of look at and it all kind of starts um, churning right now Mm -hmm. in this book. I have a very, very urgent question though for you. Yes. What did Mr. and Mrs. Mason think when they left the house on the Dursleys? They probably thought, you know, here's the thing. They they probably already thought they were super crazy. But I wonder, here's, 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 here's mm-hmm. the mind boggler. What if they drove by back the next day just to sort of say, hey, what? you know, guys, what was that all about? Or or to come back and just to check mm-hmm. in or to, or to maybe say one more mean, nasty thing or something or who knows, right? Or to return mm-hmm. something and they see the bars on Harry's window. Oh. You know, they probably would have oh. been like, uh, this is crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just from the Mason's perspective, like, whoa. Again, and it, it, the more the Dursleys attempt to be normal in Harry's presence... Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the crazier they seem from the outside right the crazier it looks from the outside i mean oh the, yeah what did the neighbors think of the bars <laughs> that they had lost it yeah yeah i mean a rumor Truly. will grow in little whinging that there's a there's a problem in their house <laughs> definitely right i mean the the rumor is already there they already they already came up 
with the rumor themselves that he's going to a school for difficult cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, wild that they they would continue with their story rather than accept the truth and just, you know, take Harry in for a few weeks and be okay with yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to love up on him. Just they, they like uh, how they love or love up on Dudley, but they can make him feel at home and treat him nicely and give him some food. They clearly have enough money to feed that boy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But it's more about, yeah, he doesn't, so he doesn't get what he wants because he's a wizard and he, he, he chooses, they feel like they would have given him the choice not to live in the wizarding world and live as a normal person in their eyes normal. Yeah. Right? yeah they, and he refused. Right. He said, I'm right. going to go there because. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's interesting is that, I, and I think Dumbledore tries to do this with with the Dursleys, is that like I know that they are they're they're bad and they do terrible mm-hmm. things, and you come in, but you could, another approach would be to kind of come in and well, the, the the phrase is don't take it literally, but mm-hmm. to kill them with kindness, you know, to come in and sort of say, hey, we're gonna just be kind regardless. Hagrid doesn't, you know, do that. No, it's, it's, no one does. No one yeah. does except for Dumbledore a little bit maybe, but oh, there's yeah. still some, you know, that's related to Petunia and uh, who knows what all is exactly said there, but. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like there's a different approach that could have been taken, even though there's tons of evidence that they were really mean and nasty. There's, yeah. there's a way to turn them around and get them to understand and try to educate and move them forward and help versus agitate them as much as yeah. possible and then put them in a position where they're like leaving Harry yeah. out to dry or like not right. taking their, their role as guardians serious. Yeah. Still, and by no means are we saying it's okay to put, you know, it's an excuse no, right. to put bars on you know on top of or, or all you have to do window oh no, no no i'm talking about all you have to do is come in and very fir- firmly say now dursley this isn't right but come on yeah. i want to show you something i want to show you something about the wizarding world you guys yeah. need to you know what i mean like an ampetunia some 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 sort of like acknowledgement about their suffering and who they are and where they're at and not not yes. an excuse but no. like let's talk about it and then try we're, to come with me yes all we're saying is what the dursleys did absolutely wrong no excuses for that but at the same time could the wizards and witches who were involved done a better job at like you know yeah just being a bit talking more to them and because being more it reinforces every reaction that they've yeah. ever had with yeah. the wizarding world is that yeah. they're mean bad and awful etc like <laughs> yeah. you know blah, blah 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 and so it just never really and again that's sort of their own fault i get that and everything but uh, yeah. Well, there is a theory, and make sure to listen to next week's episode. Oh my, this is because great. Because Travis, theory. our guest host next week, he um, talked about an interesting theory why the Dursleys behave the way they behave, mm-hmm. or why that behavior that might already been there has is been so inflamed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's pretty much it for this chapter. And um, I love how his, I think I remember as a kid, I loved when Ron and his brothers came with the Fort Anglia with a flying car mm-hmm. and rescued. Mm-hmm. I just, I just thought they were the coolest and the best. And, you know, you almost, you feel with Harry, you're cooped up in there. You're, I mean, they don't feed him. They feed him like a cold soup for dinner. 
which is nothing, especially mm-hmm. for a growing kid. It's awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then his best friend, technically he doesn't use magic, but he comes in a flying car with his two mischievous brothers and they get him out of there and the they fly off and, you know, that's next chapter, but he can feel the wind in his hair and yeah. Hedwig gets to fly and next it's, to the car and that's awesome yeah for me also it's, it's a really good feeling too because there's like two back-to-back chapters of just like okay reminding us of all the terrible things that have gone yeah. on and then this mystery and then also oh something bad also happened and then no letters and you just really i mean you feel awful for them and then don't worry mate we're here to bust you out yeah and it's great so and that's fun we actually have two guests to kind of cover that with us uh so next week uh we have our good friend travis sigler right it's gonna mm-hmm. be there so yeah which is awesome. Can't wait to hear all of that. But uh, anything else on the chapter? Mm-mm. Think we're good? Okay. Well, uh, friends, hey, um, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you listening to the first. So again, this is our, our uh, initial just discussion on chapters one and two. Fun, good, good. What am I even saying? I don't even know. <laughs> it's good and fun. It's and good and fun. Good and fun. And we're 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 having fun, and we hope <laughs> you're having fun too. And things are fun out there. So. We're have a fun time. We're having so we're having much so much fun. fun. It's incredible. I um I'm in, I'm really enjoying we're having, this. We're having fun, Master Harry. <laughs> Whatever he says. What's what's yeah. All right. Anyway, friends. All right. That's all. That's it. Time for me to shut up for this week. So thanks for joining uh, us here on Chuckhouse Radio ninety four point seven COZY. We hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly do enjoy meeting new positive. Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Baboons! If you don't want to miss out on the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us that review, and follow on social media at Fleur and Bill. Uh-huh. And if you truly like our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You will find all the links down below. Thank you so much for all our current patrons. We appreciate you to the moon and back. Next week, like Ez or Bill has said, we're going to have a very special guest guest with us to talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 3, The Burrow. None other than Travis Siegler himself from Weird Leather and Meadery will be with us next week. He has been friends with Ez and Lane through their unexpected podcast community for years, so Travis and his team make their own fantasy-themed meet in Portland, Oregon. And he's also a passionate cosplayer and podcast host and so much more. But he will tell you all about it himself next year. Next year. <laughs> Sometime next year. He'll tell you all about it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> next week. But he can tell you all about it next week on our podcast. So can't wait to have him here at the cottage and talk Potter with him. Again, thanks for joining Blur's Book Club in their little shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.